This is a CBC Podcast. As you might be aware, Saskatchewan's government says it has a plan to protect its autonomy, but Indigenous leaders say they weren't consulted in the creation of the Saskatchewan First Act, and this week some of those leaders took aim at the government's auctioning off of Crown Lands, calling it a continued failure in the duty to consult. Okimau Isqueo, Margaret Bear, is the chief of the Ochapways Nation, and she says the Premier has talked about economic reconciliation with Indigenous people. Yet today, with his aggressive announcement of total jurisdiction over all natural resources and lands in this province, where is economic reconciliation with my people? What I hear are empty words. Spoken with a fork tongue. Well, for more on the duty to consult and other headlines from the week, we're joined by our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for us at CBC Saskatchewan. Murray Mandrick writes a political column for the Regina Leader Post, and they're both with us now. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Peter. And good morning, Murray. Hey, good morning, Peter. Adam, what can you tell us about uh, the issues raised this week with the auctioning of those crown lands? Yeah, this isn't a new uh, issue. Uh, this has been something that's been raised for years and most recently in the past number of months by the opposition and their uh, critic for First Nations and Métis relations, Betty Nippy Albright, who's had numerous groups at the legislature to discuss, you know, the the duty to consult and the fact that they say that the, this isn't uh, a respect of inherent in treaty rights, that the government is not consulting properly, that it's uh, very surface. And then in this case, there is a crowned uh, auction for leasing uh, agricultural land on Tuesday. And the leaders of, of these nearby nations say that they weren't consulted. They found out about it online by by looking. And that's not a, the what the process should be. Now, there's been talk to overhaul the, the duty to consult process that's ongoing, that hasn't been changed in a number of years. Uh, but this week, there was, you know, threats that this may lead to legal action. And this doesn't uh, involve directly the Saskatchewan First Act, but that was sort of what you heard from chief from the chief there in the clip, is that this is kind of over uh, overarching, that there's, there's concerns about the Saskatchewan First Act, what it means, what it signals, and there have been, you know, threats of maybe legal action on the Saskatchewan First Act. And this week, the more urgent message from from these leaders was that the duty con- to consult is broken, specifically when it comes to these crown auctions of lands and that that should be halted right away. Well, Murray, you wrote about this. What, what more can you tell us about your thoughts and what we heard from the chief this week? Uh, it, it was actually a really brilliant political uh uh, speech, Peter, although it didn't start out that way, uh, like other leaders from the First Nation community, Chief Bear wandered into the NDP office caucus boardroom. She was one of the people that came in a little later and wasn't really, uh, you know, in line to speak, but just walked, walked to the microphone and offered this piece that with its, this brilliant cadence that each great political speech should have, in which it has a lot of passion, but a lot of heart and explanation to it. The part that you heard, obviously, was talking about how heartfelt and strongly they feel about this, but much of the speech was just a patient explanation of what treaty rights are. 
is Adam outlined how things like duty to consult flow from the treaties and, and flow from the original agreements, what the treaties are about in terms of natural resources and the fact that uh, that they were signed to the depth of the plough for agriculture purposes. So thus, there's a difference between Crown land lease uh, agreements and what's going on in the SAS First Act. My point is I wish the government was there to hear it. And I wish the government was there to hear it because I think they are – after initially in coming to office, wanting to educate the, uh, the larger Saskatchewan community as a whole on treaty issues, going backwards to the notion that with through the Saskatchewan First Act th- that runs roughshod over very basic principles about uh, about how Saskatchewan exists and and why that's near and dear, obviously, the hearts of uh, First Nations people as it should be to all, all of us. And we all need to uh, learn from that. Old guys like me who weren't taught this in school need to learn from this. And right now it seems, Peter, the government needs, needs to learn from this. Well, I hope they learn from Chief Bear. Are they? What are they saying about this? Because typically when we ask for reaction uh, on this kind of thing, any government just gives you a stock response. That's the disheartening part because that's exactly what they did, Peter. They gave a stock response. Uh, they gave their justification for what, in essence, everybody has always described the Saskatchewan First Act as a political move that doesn't really take us anywhere. That uh, is more about making their point to you know voters, and I'm sorry to say, largely white voters, about how awful the Trudeau government is and on 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 various issues and how much they have to uh, put forward uh, to protect Saskatchewan rights. Well, they're forgetting that. Protecting Saskatchewan rights also means protecting treaty rights. And I don't think, quite honestly, they understand that and or understand uh, the treaties as much as people like uh, Chief Bear and other Aboriginal leaders do who've lived this all their lives and were, were taught at an earlier age than I was about how important these are. And I think it's time for various people within the government, the Justice Minister, the Premier and others, to take a step back and say, you know what, maybe these people do have a point. And maybe, maybe that's as opposed to putting out the stock answers that are kind of meaningless and may pay, play well to their voters, but in the end don't really get you anywhere because the, you know the treaties are what we govern under and they're going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. We'll shift to gears a bit, but of course the economy is important to everyone. Uh, Adam, uh, we've heard a lot in the past few months about chaos in the airline industry, particularly Saskatchewan. We've been hit pretty hard. How is that impacting businesses here? Well, this Canadian Federation of Independent Business, the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce are two groups here that have, uh, you know, called for changes after uh, cancellations of routes between Regina, Saskatoon and Calgary, which is, you know, what people here are concerned about, that those Air Canada routes aren't aren't happening and that that's going to cause some uh, travel disruptions, some, you know, milk runs where you're having to go, you know, over the province to get back to the province to go longer routes and pay more money, spend more time in the air, more time in airports and, uh, you know, not be able to get to your destination faster, see family, friends, what, what have you work. Uh, so there's a lot of concerns there. This week, the opposition came out and called on the, the Saskatchewan government to do something about this. Of course, we know about, and we've talked a lot about the Sunwing situation affecting Saskatchewan and with all those cancellations. They want the government to step in and do something, but the provincial government has said that uh, air travel is a federal responsibility, that that's something the federal government needs to handle. Uh, the premier has you know, put out a statement when the Sunwing cancellations happened earlier to say that he hopes that Sunwing makes people whole and that it's 
that's not acceptable. But when it comes to, you know, who's responsible and who should do something about this, the provincial government has said it should be the federal government. And this, uh, we haven't seen yet a, uh, you know, a letter or a public statement or a social media post or a, a public appearance from a minister or uh, a premier about uh, what the federal government should be doing in this uh, case. We have in, in other cases where they think the federal government should be acting, but not when it comes to air travel uh, as, as far as a, 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 a public statement on the level they've made in the past with other things. Well, and Murray, to Adam's point, I mean, to be fair to the Premier, he can't force Air Canada and Sunwing to, to fly out of here. But what do you see the government's role in, you know, bolstering business in the face of these challenges? Oh, he, he can't, Peter. You're going to have to probably cut me off at some point here because I'm going to rant. <laughs> and and, and here's, the, here's the problem. I am so tired and probably as tired as the Sunwing people are and as frustrated as the people are about not having Air Canada flights uh, directly anywhere other than uh, not even to Calgary anymore uh, because we can't get anywhere from here if we're from Saskatchewan. This is the problem. And Instead, what we get from our politicians is political positioning, political posturing, political bickering, where they're blaming the federal government, blaming the provincial government for not doing enough about it, doing everything except finding something that vaguely resembles a solution. I don't know if there are solutions out there. They sure aren't easy to achieve if they are. They probably involve some level of incentive, either in the form of jet fuel tax rebates or in the form of, uh, of doing something with mm. uh, airport fee rebates. A lot of good ideas. Ideas that or bad ideas that need to be explored. None of that is ever getting done on this issue, and it's an issue that's absolutely crucial. Everybody in government agrees it's absolutely crucial because that's all we ever talk about. We talk about the need for trade offices. We talk about the need for trade. As I wrote about today, we talk about who's going to be the next Saskatchewan quarterback, and what's going to determine that is how easily they can get in another Regina. <laughs> so actually, honestly, if it's that important, why don't we focus on having a solution or coming up with bipartisan ideas? Is a opposed to all this posturing and blaming and everything else that goes on. I'll tell you what, I'll cut myself off, Peter, because I could go on a fair, for a fair bit more, but it is so frustrating, and I understand fully why people uh, are frustrated at, at airports. I'm frustrated just listening to this. I'd let you go another minute, Murray. Great points as always. Gentlemen, thank <laughs> you for this. Thanks. Bye. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.